What's going on? It's Jailus from Nick of Time Show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And we are back for another episode. A little week early because you know the, the events that are going on the following week. But who do I have with me? None other than the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Damn right he's in the building. All right. And we got to catch up on some. Nick's news and Nick's tidbits for you today. Um, also, yo, there's some interesting like NBA news that's happening right now. That you know, I I think I think we should touch on, right, Ryan? Yes, sir. Um, first and foremost, the NBA draft is coming, man. Yes, sir. It's about that time. Ooh. So I know everybody's hyped. The NBA draft is only a few weeks away. I haven't heard any new rumors about who the Knicks are going to get. Um, allegedly, what I've heard from Ian Bigley, who was on the Knicks Film School podcast, the Knicks have been really mum about who they plan on picking and who they're not. All these rumors are, are most likely rumors. The only thing that can really be confirmed is really the Knicks had you know dinner with Kerry Lewis, which is something I'm very happy about. But <laughs> <laughs> obviously, for obvious reasons. But the Knicks... And the NBA will proceed the NBA draft very soon, November 18th. So definitely watch out for that. Also, Ryan, Knicks free agency, not Knicks free agency, NBA free agency is going to be starting soon as well. Uh, so hold, hold your hats. The 21st or the 22nd, around that time, NBA free agency will start. So if you want to, you know, if you want to look about the free agents that are available, you can definitely check out, you know, our free agent list on our YouTube channel to see what free agents are available and what we think about them. But um, get ready for hats, man. It, it could be a bumpy ride. Yes, sir. Hopefully we do we do the right thing. And also, <laughs> Ryan, big news for your heads up, Ryan. The NBA season is looking like it's going to commence December 22nd. So get ready. It's about that time. It's, yes, sir. Ooh, finally. Finally. Knicks basketball is going to be back. Exactly. Despite LeBron complaining, <laughs> despite that noise, <laughs> the NBA will be back this year, most likely. That's what it's looking like. So, clap it up, Knicks fans. I know I'm, I'm ready for basketball, and I know you guys are too. Facts. And, and then the fact that, like, Knicks players got that extra, extra, extra rest. Oh, so they yeah. should be so they should be more than fresh and ready to go for this upcoming season. Like there's no excuse. Like these dudes these dudes should be ready. Ready. I wanna see Mitch step back threes. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> I wanna see Dawson resigned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see a lot, man. I, I, I want to see RJ looking like Jimmy Butler. If you if you missed the, the RJ Jimmy Butler comp conversation, definitely check that out on um rebuilding New York on uh, the Miami Blueprint. I talked about R.J. Barrett and comparing his game to Jimmy Butler's. I know it sounds ridiculous, but when I talk about it, it makes sense in your head. All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, Nick's Nick of Time News. Happy belated birthday to my guy, Ryan G. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you, belated to you, brother. 
Thank you, thank you, thank Passover you. And, and and your birthday's coming up. You know, Scorpio season. We in the building. Hey, Scorpio season. All day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the building. Yeah, my birthday will be Wednesday. So by the time this episode drops on YouTube anyway. Yeah. Uh, it be, should be my birthday. And by the time um, it's on Dash Radio on SoundCloud, it won't be there. So happy almost birthday to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into some stuff. Now. Some updated news, some updated rumors that they've been hearing about recently. Um, one is Christian Wood. Christian Wood has been floating in the rumorville since February, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Then you really didn't hear anything, but now the rumors are back. Yes, sir. And not only are the rumors back, but I'm waiting for that noise to pass in the background. <laughs> Not only are the rumors back, but Ian Begley reported it. So when Ian Begley speaks, Knicks fans, Knicks fans, you got to listen. Because nine times out of ten, if Ian Begley speaks, he's done his research. All right? Yes, and I actually finished listening to a pod on, on the Knicks Hills Who Pod where he talks about he only reports about 10% of the stuff he hears because he constantly, you know, figures out who's saying it, how they're saying it, how likely are they to be right, and he cross-references with other people, and that's how he comes with his facts. So. Got to make sure you check those sources. Check them damn sources, all right? So Christian Wood, according to some in the New York front office, have been enamored with Christian Wood. The Knicks have been monitoring Wood for much of the season prior prior to the coronavirus outbreak. Many teams were monitoring Wood ahead of the trade deadline, but New York was one of the few teams watching the Pistons regularly after the deadline, an indication that the Knicks had a high level of interest in the forward. So pretty much what Big Lee is saying is that Knicks are still in pursuit of Christian Wood, and they feel like he is high on the list. Now, uh, it's interesting because, you know, Detroit, they do have a little bit of cap um, to resign him, even though they're not they're not really paying him that much as of today. But it'll be interesting to see if they will pony out the money to pay them. But it, they might, which they might, because they spent a lot of their time in the off-seeding, offloading big contracts and trying to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So he might. Detroit might pay him the money to keep them. On the other hand, we talked about last week, Christian Wood was on Instagram asking what team he should go to next. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a pretty good chance that he can end up relocating. Um, Any thoughts on Christian Wood? Well, I mean, it's similar thoughts that I've said in the past, like Christian Wood, you know, he's a good young player. Um, Especially, you know, he showed what he can do after the um, Pistons traded away Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was, like, he was pretty much a walking double-double, 24 and 10, I believe, was his average. Yeah, after after Andre Drummond was traded, he averaged 24 points and 10 rebounds a game, yeah. shooting 54%. Pretty damn good. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's flashes that, you know, he could potentially be a double-double guy, you know, in the NBA if he's given um you know the opportunity to show what he can do and mm-hmm. you know the Knicks 
are definitely definitely in need of a big man who can definitely score. He can, you know, step out and shoot the three at times. Right. And also, you know, and he's not a bad defender as well. You know, he's pretty decent on the defensive end as well. So it's no surprise to me that the Knicks are, you know, they have him high on their list and looking forward to signing him if, you know, if possible. But the problem is that, you know, Pistons have a lot of money. You know they're not a, they're not really a team that's cash strapped at the, at the moment, and you would think that if a guy's performing for you, and he's giving you twenty four and ten a night, you know that's somebody that you want to bring back. So I think right. it's gonna be a, it's gonna I think it's gonna be a tough um it's gonna be tough to get him. But you know shoot why not try to go after him if you know if you think you have a chance to get him. Yeah, the thing is with that Ryan too is he was scoring twenty four and ten for that stretch, and we, we talked about yeah. this last week. Season average 13 points a game. Yeah. You know, very different from season average 24 and 10, you know. So, you still have to prove it long term to, to for him to be worth something like a Julius Randle bag, you know. Yeah. 18, 19 million. If you, you know, or even 24 and 10, you probably get a little bit more than 18, 19, to be honest with you. If yeah. you average that, right? Um, But I've talked about this before. The... It's one of those things where it can be a funny fit with Mitch because he is a, you know, he's a sh- he's a big man that can shoot threes, but not necessarily, you know, a three-point shooter, but yeah. a, a big man that can shoot threes because, you know, he only he only shoots, what, around two three-pointers a game. Yeah. So, so. yeah, almost three. So offensively, it's not the ideal pairing to go with Mitch, you know? Uh, which is which is my hesitation. On this flip side of it, he's so he's young. He can grow into the role. Um, you're hoping that the way he shot threes this season wasn't a fluke because it wasn't like he was shooting like that every year. Yeah. And he can keep that up. Now, if he keeps up that production, then it's worth it. Then it could be worth it to give him some money. And who knows? You know, at this point, he's not making much. On the open market, how much, how much can you really pay that man who only who who averaged thirteen points a game? Is twelve to thirteen million going to do it? Is he going to, you know, shy away, shy away from Detroit if we give him that bag, or does it, or is it going to be like a little bit more, or is it going to be fifteen mm-hmm. or so? So that's that's really the question. But you know, tremendous upside, ninety fifth percentile as a role man. 85th percentile on spot of threes last season. Hope you can keep that up. Mm-hmm. Um, 37, 37% from three overall. Yeah. Uh, has a potential as a three-level score. And also, you know, the stats he had weren't empty stats. Mm-hmm. He, he he was a positive net rating, plus 2.2 when he was on the floor. Yeah. So, he should be, I mean, he might be worth it. He might be worth a gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, and pairing that to Mitch, I it's cool with me. It's 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 maybe not my top choice off the bat because I still have questions. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the choice that has the most potential to work out long term yeah. out of the other power forwards that are available. Yeah, who which are like Danilo Gallinari, who you know he's a three point sniper. You can definitely help on the offensive end for Mitch. Um, or even a Marcus Morris, or 
or Bertans, who also might be available for around 15 million or so, who is a great moving shooter from the three point line, can shoot from every which way, and even show flashes of being a playmaker when he was at the San Antonio Spurs. You know? So, my two cents. Anything else to say about it? Or are we going to the next? Yeah, um, just just to, yeah, just add like a little two cents to it. Like I do see a concern because, like for example, you know, you want RJ to have the space to actually operate on the floor this season. Yeah. And, and, you, and you already know when um Mitch and Julius Randle was on the court at the same time, it clogged up the lane, and you know that made it harder for RJ to operate on offense. And Christian Wood, you like seeing that he only attempts like maybe almost three almost three three pointers a game. Your concern is that. What is gonna occupy the lane, like how Mitch occupies the lane, and then it's gonna be pretty much, you know, last season all over again. Right. You know, so your hope is that, you know, because I think what he shot around thirty eight point six percent from three, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a capable shooter from three. It's just a matter of like if the Knicks sign him, will he be able to adjust his game to where He's going to be on the perimeter a lot of times rather than, you know, actually be in the lane, especially when Mitch is on the court at the same time. Yeah. So that's the only really, that's only the really, the only, the only concern about Christian Wood. You know, if he's able to adjust, then that's a great signing. But if he's just going to clog up the lane with Mitch and then RJ is going to be, you know, his game's going to get limited as a result, then, you know, that's not good. So, yeah, like that. The value of the signing hedges on can he hit that three-point pointer consistently so we don't have the same problem we had last year. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're signing him to be a starter. Or maybe, I don't know, they didn't want him to be uh, behind Julius Randle. And, uh, who knows? You know? Who knows? Yeah. That's, that's what they're thinking. But, you know, the, good, the only really good thing is if you think about pairing Mitch and, and him to, together is Mitch's defensive rebounding is not good. And his defensive rebounding is in a 76 percentile. So pairing those two together on on that side of the ball might prove beneficial for the Knicks and us. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say about that, pretty much. Yeah. Your next, next subject for the head top, uh, Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday. Uh, it's, it's been reported that the Knicks are interested in Justin Holiday. Ian Begley also is reporting that. Um, there might be some competition for him as well. Indiana definitely wants him back. Um, currently, Justin Holiday is making a little over $4 million, I think $4 million a year. He's expiring contract. So what would it take to get Justin would be a question. Or... Or, you know, is it even worth bringing Justin Holiday back considering what the Knicks have and also considering what free agent twos are available? Um, your thoughts on that, Ryan? Justin Holiday is interesting because at least the one year he played with the Knicks, I felt like he was a key piece with Absolutely. the Knicks, you know, yeah. coming off the bench and everything. So. You know, like, he's a capable, like, because I think with Indiana this year, he shot 40.5% from three-point range. So, he's yeah. his, his three-point shot's getting better. And, you know, the Knicks do need shooting, you know, guys who can definitely shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's just that, like, with I, I'm not sure if Justin Holiday's really what 
the Knicks need at the moment. Okay. You know, like I think he would be a he would be a good piece to add. You know, especially if you want to you know make your bench a bit deeper and things of that nature. Like yeah, just how they would be a good piece to add. But I don't know. I'm not sure if he's really the piece that the Knicks should be looking for at the moment. You know. But, but I mean, hey, I mean, it's one of those signings where it's like if the Knicks sign him, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be mad. If the Knicks don't sign him, I'm not going to be upset. You know, it's one of those signings where it's like if we get him, we get him. Cool. Right. If we don't get him, it is what it is. Like, yeah. Hey, yo, first and foremost, I want to say I was very pissed the year we signed uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and gave him $72 million. I still remember the episode, $72 million the hard way. It's on SoundCloud, yeah. iTunes, and Google Play. It's right now, still to this day. Word. It's not even on video. That's how long is how long ago that, that video, that uh, episode was. Well, it wasn't even on video yet. We were just in, in, our, in, our, in our boys' room recording. Yeah. <laughs> and that same year we signed Tim Hardaway Jr., um, I remember being pissed because we didn't even call Justin Holiday. I remember him saying reading I remember reading that the Knicks didn't even contact him and he was surprised. And I and then I also remember being super pissed that he only signed for like 4 million dollars or 2 million. It was like something stupid. And I was just like wait, I'm thinking we have to resign him. He did well. I'm thinking it's going to cost something around 7. And he signs for like three like two pennies in the, in the, in the, and Happy Meal. And I was like, bro, I was super tight. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, what what you expect, though? We had um, Steve Mills running operations at that time. So, I mean, what did, what did you know, what, what were we supposed to expect with Steve Mills, in, you know, running the show? So Right. Exactly. Also, at that time, I was hyped about Dotson being on, on the, um, the, the squad. If it was, I think I was talking about Dotson on the episode as well. Yeah. Fast forward to now. Um... Listen, it's funny because after he left the Knicks, his three-point shooting got kind of shaky. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was shooting lights out after he left New York. He when he was that year he was in New York, he was shooting around thirty-five percent from three. Yeah. Um, then I think he dipped. Yes, he did to thirty-four point eight percent with Chicago. Right, which is still okay, like slightly below average in the NBA. Average is thirty five percent, right? But then this, then it dips to like thirty two, which is like not good. But this year, contract year, he hits forty percent from three. To me, sometimes when I see players shoot their best in a contract year, I get a little worried because <laughs> I'm like, oh, he went that bad. I get a concentration is there. Da da da. Is that going to hold up long term? That's question one, Ron. Question part two of this my thought process with Justin Holloway though. If this shot works out well and he's able to stay at that consistency, it works out for us. Because the the reason why someone like the Knicks would want Justin Holloway is because of Tom Thibodeau and Justin Holliday's defense. Like he he would be a decent two way player. He does not shoot at the high volume I would like, like the Joe Harris. And uh, Bogdanoviches and 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 those guys and Malik's and but what he does give you that those guys don't have is 
a defense, the defensive potential. Like he's a two-way player, and that's why I want him here before. Like when you're looking at his his numbers on cleaning the glass, block percentage is an 89th percentile for wings. Steal percentage in the 93rd percentile for wings. So, and he's a good defensive rebounder. So there's not a lot of people who's going to give you two sides of the ball. And we already know that the Knicks, um, as of today, their biggest problem has been one-dimensional players. So I can definitely see why Justin Holiday would be of interest for the Knicks. Now, here's another thing. Um, so I, I, I'm with Ryan. I wouldn't mind this signing, but I also still have a soft spot for my guy, Free Dot. Free <laughs> Dot. Exactly. I feel like he plays pretty good defense. Um, but the numbers don't lie. Uh, the length of Justin Holiday's arms have aided him into getting, you know, good block and steal percentages throughout his whole career. Yeah. But um, it's, it's more about whose who's toes is he stepping on if he gets here, pretty much. Solid signing. It'll be a solid two-way signing for us for the Knicks if we end up getting Justin Holiday. After talking out of my mind right now, I, I can see I can see that being a solid signing for us. Yeah, it could be if he's able if he wants to lead the Pacers. That is true too, because Indiana has a good team, even though coaching situation they just recently hired a new coach. So it'll be interesting to see you know what system that coach will implement and things of that nature and if he fits into the system and things like that but you know i mean you know you're playing for a good team in indiana it's like why would you leave really unless you know you're gonna get the bag elsewhere so exactly but hopefully you know that's the news that leaked because that might be one of the easiest people to get because you know there's less red tape but who knows how hard or not that's gonna be to get him um I see a lot of people saying it's not going to be easy to get him because because of the ties to Indiana and he likes it there. Mm-hmm. But um, I still would like the New York Knicks to go after somebody like uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, you know, yes. like guy who averaged 15 points a game, uh, three point four assists a game, 44 percent field goal percentage. I uh, I think we should go after a guy like that. And the thing with Bogdanovich too is his. It's not even just that he's a three-point shooter. Because I know we talked about Joe Harris last week. But it's not that he's just a three-point shooter. It's that he can also make plays. Yeah. And for a guy who's, you know, a guard, he has a pretty high assist percentage for a guy who's not a guard. Which is something to be, you know... To be designed for for Nick squad who needs playmakers. Let's, let's get real. We need playmakers, and you can play him at point guard in a pinch, in like a <laughs> in a pinch. I wouldn't do that for you know yeah, the whole I mean, game. Yeah, more more of a two guard, but yeah, you know, play him at point guard in spurts. In spurts, so I can see that I can see you know some nice passes to bitch every now and again if you want to throw a teams off a little bit. I don't know, you know, so, you know, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. The only thing is with him, too, is um, can the Knicks get him from the Kings? Because we already know with the Kings and uh, Bogdanovich and Buddy Hill, they they value him a little more, even though Buddy Hill um, has the bag yeah. as of right now. Like, Buddy Hill is making over $100 million 
uh, on his contract, while my guy Bogdanovich is up for uh, you know a re-up, and he's barely scratching um, uh, twelve million right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, and with the stats that Bob Bogdanovic had last season, he's going to get the bag sooner or later, so. Exactly. So, like, as of now, today, he's probably worth $14 million to $16 million in that range. Um, the Sacramento Kings, they already offered him, you know, four years for $52 million, which is around $13 million, and he hasn't really touched that offer. So, it, it makes you think that, you know, he might want a little bit more, so maybe 14, 15, 16 million might be the range to get him. Yeah. Um, the thing is, they might be willing to pay it. They are cash strapped a little bit. The Kings. They don't have that much cash space, but they still might be willing to match it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. You have yeah. to throw some money at him and see if they be down for it or not. Yeah, and you know, speaking of the Kings, um, I think one situation we do have to watch out for is the Buddy Hill situation because if if you look at rumors coming out of Sacramento, they're saying that Buddy Hill isn't happy over there at the moment as well. So you have to monitor that situation as well if Buddy Hill's going to be up for trade or anything like that too. So, so okay, so would you be down for a Buddy Hill trade? You you down for trading for Buddy Hill? Here's my thing about Buddy Hill. Like, okay. He's a good shooter. That is something that the Knicks need. But I feel like he's getting paid too much for somebody who's just a shooter. You know you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he's not a great defender. He really doesn't do anything else but shoot. Yeah. And he's earning near 100 million, like 100 million for his whole contract. So to me, it's like, I feel like the Knicks can get shooters at a discount where they yeah. don't have to, you know, pay you know don't they don't have to bring in a contract that you know they're where they're gonna have to pay a guy nearly over 20 million a year just for him to shoot the ball i agree with you there yo for sure like the only i might consider i might consider it if they're attaching something to it yeah like if they're going to attach some picks I would, I would, I think I would consider it. The thing is, is like he he's worth a lot of money, but he's not completely useless. So I'm wondering how willing they be um, able to park with picks. I think they what pick do they have, Ryan? I know we can look that up real quick if we want to. Yeah, um, yeah, we would have to look that up. Um, let me see. Like I believe they have like the, I think it's like the twelfth pick. The and like two picks in like the second round, like thirty fifth or forty something or something like that. If they do that in the twelfth pick for it, I'd definitely be I'll jump on that. But I don't know if that's asking too much. <laughs> Yo, give me that. That might be a little too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the daughter right now. I'm trying to see where they pick. Okay. Yeah, they have the twelfth pick. Yeah. I would definitely do that. Now, I don't know if they would be willing to do that because they're Sacramento Kings and they're still trying to build up. So, I don't know if they'd be willing to do that. They'd probably be more willing to shake out, shed a, maybe a lower pick or something or, or try to give that to a team more desperate for shooting who wants to get over the hump. Yeah. But, 
it's just me being dream in dreamland really yeah <laughs> i mean i would be more i like i would definitely go after buddy healed if he was shooting near like 45 percent from three mm. like a big number like that where i know that if he's shooting the, like whenever he throws up a three i know that's going in at least nearly half of the time then I, then I would then I would definitely trade for him because I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, he might cost around 100 mil for four years, but at least I know when this guy shoots the ball, that's cash money every two threes he takes. Yeah, but he kind of, you know what? Let me not, let me not, because we kind of stumbled on this conversation. So I'm going off the top of my, my dome, but let me double check before I say something crazy. <laughs> If you're talking about his three-point percentage, he's only shooting 39.4% from three. All right. Yeah, 39% from three is pretty good. It is. Pretty good. 75th percentile. All right. 75th percentile as far as wings who can shoot. The, you know what it is, Ryan? Yeah. Here's the Here's the swing. Here's the swing. I don't know what happened this year. This is a gamble. Buddy Hill, this could be the down year for Buddy Hill. Like, if you was to, if I was a, I, if I had a gamble, I would say those numbers would rise in, in a situation where he feels more appreciated. It could be. Because when you look at his stats before that, right? Yeah. Yeah, before that, he shot 41%, which is in the 94 percentile, according to Clean the Glass. The year before that, uh, 41% again. The year yeah. before that, 39%, which is in 91st percent of the class. So, three, the last three years before last year, he shot in the 90 percentile um, from the three-point line. Now, granted, maybe the lesser role might have something to do with it. Um, So, that could be it as well. The coach could probably be like, you know what, that maybe the defense – and a lack of playmaking doesn't, you know, warrant me to start you, and I'm putting you on the bench, and that's why it dropped down to something, you know, more manageable. Yeah. Which is still pretty damn good as a manageable shoot. <laughs> you know, <it> was like, <laughs> like, he can still shoot better than anybody on the team. Yeah. <laughs> mm, it's tough, though. It's tough. You know what? I'm going to yeah. say no. I'm going to say no. I definitely get what you're saying. I'm just saying that if I'm going to pay a shooter that kind of money, yeah, those, do something else. Yeah, those percentages that you told me around where he shot like 43%, 42% before this season, mm-hmm. I need I need him shooting like that. I need him to be a legit sniper from three that's shooting over 40%. And and I know that every time he throws up a shot, that's money. You, you know, like, I, I'm not trying to pay a guy that type of money and he's shooting only 39%. Right. And, he, and, and, he, and then he doesn't offer much more than just him shooting the ball and scoring. Right, I feel you. I understand. Okay, I, I can live with that. Buddy Hill, look, t- tell me, guys, what you think about Buddy Hill? Would you sign him? I know that I, th- I feel like he's not talked about that much, but I, I do feel like some Knicks fans might actually want him on the team. Even though I think I'm leaning towards no and more of a safer thing like Bogdanovich, who just might just be harder to get than Buddy Hill at this point. Yeah. Yeah. 
But let me know what you guys think in YouTube comments, SoundCloud comments, and all that noise. All right. Um. Also, oh my, Malik Beasley too, man. I don't know if you should talk about Malik Beasley or not, but Malik Beasley is somebody else that could be a nice little value pick, like maybe twelve million a year, who averaged twenty points a game in Minnesota. Yeah, got hurt, but it's like a three-point sniper. Seems like he can be like an, I don't know, sneaky, sneaky all-star. Like, as somebody, keep your eye on. Yeah, it, it, it remains to be seen because it's kind of like the it's kind of like the same situation with Christian Wood where it's just yeah. a small sample size of him actually playing that well, right? You know, so it remains to be seen that if he, if he can keep up, you know, where he was scoring like nearly twenty points a game, you know, shooting good from three point range and things of that nature. But if you look at it, if you look at him from his time in Minnesota, you would think that if I have an opportunity to sign this guy, I'm going to sign him. Absolutely. I can not agree with you more. And the fact that, you know, the Nuggets are, are sneaky, Ryan. They are <laughs> sneaky. They, ha- they have their system of drafting down to a T. Yeah, they do. They do, and they hit. Which they is partly hit. why. They hit a lot of times. <laughs> which is partly why the Timberwolves are even in this position in the first place. Because he got to the Nuggets with a stacked team, Jamal Murray in them. Yep. Um, they drafted him with a fractured leg, a la uh, homie, homeboy who had the bat problems, who, who everybody's drooling over right now. Michael Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. Jr. They pulled a Michael Porter Jr. move, drafted a dude with a fractured leg to stash in the background. You know, <laughs> he starts balling a little bit because he can shoot threes in college, comes here and still can shoot, shot like around 38%, gets traded, and now it's just kind of like, because of COVID and everything, the Timberwolves are in a situation where they didn't really get a chance to see what he can do fully, and it, and it got cut short. And it might be to everybody else's advantage if, if Malik Beasley shakes loose. Yeah, but, I, but, luckily, but luckily for the Wolves, he's a restricted free agent anyway. So if a team does throw money at Malik, Beasley, at Malik Beasley and they want him back so bad, they can match it. So They could definitely match it. But also, um, also Malik, uh, the Wolves, you know, they're not, they don't have the, the, the most amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So they don't have the most amount of money. So they might feel like it's a gamble. To to pay him twelve or thirteen million with only thirteen games to show for it at twenty points a game. That no. is true as well, yeah. So it really depends on their mindset because the news is all over the place, right? There's news. There's news saying that, um, you know, not news that they they want to draft Anthony Edwards, and Anthony Edwards and him play the same position. If they feel like they want to draft Anthony Edwards, they might be more willing to cut that salary and trade him or let him walk. If you know, if somebody doesn't give him a back. But there's also I also read some rumors that Golden State and the Timberwolves are looking to trade their top picks to trade down. So if that's the reason, if that's if that's the move, then it seems like they might try to save the cap space to resign them. So it could go either way. It can really go either way. It's a wait and see moment. Ooh, I can't wait for this draft to happen, Ryan. It's, oh, I can't wait. I want to see what's going to happen, man. 
I know, man. I know. Uh, uh, but keep an eye on that situation with the Malik Beasley. And, and yeah, definitely keep an eye on that. You know what? Which brings me to some other Knicks news for your head top. Um, listen, Ryan. I know. I know. I know you wanted a metal ball, Ryan. I know you wanted him. <laughs> I know. I know. But that, 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 that's my guy. <laughs> that's your guy. That's your dude. But it's, it's been reported that the Knicks aren't likely to include Mitch Robinson or RJ Barrett in any trades moving forward. Which is understandable. It's great news. Yes, very good news. Right. The other thing is, though, that uh, they might be needed to... Uh, they might be... They are needed to be included in a trade for Lamella Ball if the Golden State Warriors, you know, all want to get rid of their picks. So it seems more likely than not that the Knicks are not going to get Lamella Ball. I'll say that. Well, well, but well, good well, news which, for the which Knicks is unfortunate. fans. Oh, good. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Not just that, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. We we want to keep RJ. We want to keep Mitch. So, God right. just deal. <laughs> Got I'm still good with Killian or Kira. In my head, yeah, right. cool. And I, and I still like the shooter from um, Florida State, Vassal. I okay. still like him. Vassal, that's right, that's right. I forgot you are a Vassal fan. You with the Knicks yes. fans? You with the Green? I'm against the Green, but you know, this is why <laughs> I need I need somebody more with the Green because I be going against the Green too much. My thing is, my thing has always been. The Knicks are so desperate for a real point guard long term, and I don't see them getting Fred VanVleet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like. I feel like we have to invest in a in a starting point guard at some point, or almost, or or, or or at least try to. And there's people out there who are saying Dennis Smith Jr. is a guy, but I don't, I don't. My heart's not into it. Like he, his 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 heart don't seem like it's into it sometimes. So I don't have the heart to be into him. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Frank too. Frank has a chance to be a solid starter if you give him the chance, but it can go either way with Frank. He can be a solid starter or a backup. But so I would like to move DHJ and get a, a starting point guard in here. Or more, or another shot at a starting point guard here here that's young and can be groomed. Yeah. Which is my, my point of view. All right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of draft picks that didn't work out. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Is this the whose man's is this segment? I don't know what to go. Uh, this could possibly be whose man's is this. Whose man's is it? It could possibly be. It could possibly be. <laughs> or things that make you go. That might be it. Things that make you go. Hmm. What the hell are they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm going to say this. Mark Berman reports, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm preface, preface this with Mark Berman reported this, that free agent Michael Kill Jules is on the Knicks radar. Yo, I heard the angry snarl. <laughs> He's rumored. Let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you the things I noticed. About Mark Berman articles in general. When Mark Berman writes articles in general, I f- he comes to conclusions in my head by um, relationships a lot. 
All right. So he writes that you know he's a he's a locker room guy. He's a defensive minded player. Uh, he's also linked to Kenny Payne in, in Kentucky. We all know superstar. Developer. Yeah, Kenny Payne. Uh huh. He's also linked to CAA agent Leon Rose. Yeah. You know he was part of the CAA. Yeah. When, when Leon Rose was a ran a CAA. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. and um. The Knicks need defense, and being that Tom Thibodeau is a defense first guy, oh boy, and Michael Key Giltris is a defender, they are interested in Michael Giltris. Now, here's the thing you know, he doesn't really play much, he gets a lot of DMPs. Yeah, uh, career 27.2, uh, three point shooter. Yeah, doesn't even take threes, he's 103. Shots from the three-point line in an eight-year period. Exactly. His jumper's broke. His jumper's broke. He came into the league number two pick in the draft, and he's one of those guys where you're like, man, he's so good at defense, and he can't shoot. But if he ever puts it all together, he's going to be dangerous. And we're here now, and it's not together. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, but, you know, so um, go ahead, go ahead, go, 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 go ahead. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He entered the NBA at 19 years old mm. with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Or, or, or were they Bobcats at that time? I, I don't remember, but, but 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 it was Charlotte. It was Charlotte, Jordan, and them. Yeah, Michael Jordan pick. Tells you everything. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my man's been the NBA since 2012-2013 season. Now it's 2019-2020. My guy's 26 years old. He's still young. But my guy has not shown much improvement in in a seven-year period, which leads me to believe that what you see is what you get. Yeah. Now, here's, 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 here's something else I want to, you know, actually read. Here's his stats for last season. Oh, Lord. Last season, he played, let's see, 12 games with Charlotte. This is what he averaged in 12 games. Four points a game. 34 per- 34% shooting from the field. 29% shooting from three. Only averaging 1.53 points a game. From two-point range, 36.1%. Efficient sh- field goal percent is 38.7%. 2.9 rebounds a game. 0.8 assists per game. No steals a game. And he's supposed to be a defender, right? Uh, no steals was, a mm, game. Mm. In 13.3 minutes a game. Then he played 13 games with Dallas. 0.9 points a game. He shot 30.8% from the field. He doesn't uh, even have a three-point percentage on file with Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> This this would be the guy the Knicks would this this would be the guy the Knicks would probably sign. This would be the guy. That would be the guy. All my guy can do is play defense, and even that is not getting him playing time. Like, I'm look, I, I've said this numerous times already. We always get the trash from Kentucky. I'm tired Bruh. of that. <laughs> I'm tired of that. I don't 
don't want no more trash. I don't want no more trash from Kentucky on the Knicks. Oh my god! If if if, it, if it's not a Devin Booker caliber player, Jamal Murray or one of those dudes, I do not want him on the Knicks. All right, we have Julius Randle, who who is a good player, but he just doesn't fit in the Knicks system, and we have Kevin Knox, which let's be real. At the moment, he seems like Kentucky trash. At the moment. At the moment. I do not want no more Don't Kentucky talk about trash. Kevin like that, bro. Don't, don't, don't talk about... Don't let, don't let me... Don't, yo, don't, don't, don't let me reach to that screen. I, oh, I already said Kevin knocked out one more year. <laughs> he got one more year to prove himself. One more year. He might be... Mm, he might be in OKC. Never mind. <laughs> but, but all I'm saying is I want no more Kentucky trash on the Knicks, okay? So Michael Kidd Gilchrist is a big no for me. It's a no for me, dog. No in every language. <laughs> Just no, all right. Just no, all right. No, no, just no, just no. Just to reiterate, what you're saying is no. Yes, no. Okay. No, just just no. I didn't even mean to say yes. Then I meant no, no. Just no, okay. no, 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 no. I mean, maybe it could be that he played horrible defense in his last few years, and he's a defender. Yeah, that too. Is they've been playing him as a big in Charlotte, and a big in Dallas. Why? I don't know. That could be a reason because when he's playing forwards and wings, his numbers are great. At least a lot of percentages are. But then he he playing with bigs, and then he he, he falls off a cliff. So, um, I don't. I'm. I'm. He's one of those guys where I just don't see the point. Like, I see the point because Kevin Knox is that awful on defense. We don't know what's going to happen with uh, um, Reggie Bullock. They're not re-signing Mo Harkless. So he would be the new Mo Harkless pretty much. <laughs> you know, the guy and, that plays and, and, defense and, and, and can't shoot. And if that's the case, I'd rather Mo Harkless here than him. <laughs> He's the upside Mo Harkless. He's upside Mo Harkless pretty much. Oh, boy. Uh, so... I would hope he would be like an end of the bench guy, if anything. But I feel like he's gonna want to play or want to start. Or, but I don't know if anybody's even gonna give him that opportunity. I don't even. See, I don't see it. I don't see it either. But yes, yeah, a no for me, dog. Too. Yeah, it's a no. It's a, it's a no. Nah. Sorry, sorry, Malik. Damn, Ryan, you're so harsh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, shout out to my. Room, room. YouTube commenters, man, who people who engage in the show. Um, first, I'm gonna shout out uh, Ronald Dennis. Ronald Dennis, our commenter, he he said, "Hey guys, look up Corey Kispert of Gonzaga. He's very similar to Kyle Crover. You can get uh, Kispert in the second round in his draft. Please let me know what you think." Now, last week we were talking about moving shooters and guys who can you know fill that Duncan Robinson role. So. Um, we was talking about uh, Nee Smith in the first round, possibly if you choose if you choose to trade down. Um, after checking out this guy that he recommended, um, I like what I see. He's pretty. Kyle Culver is a pretty good comparison, to man. Good movement shooter, just like Kyle. Quick release. Um, plays decent defense. He looks like he might be uh, slightly better defender than Kyle Culver. But because his hands are a little active, but you know the athleticism, uh, definitely the athleticism of of Cal Corey for, for sure. 
So pretty good comp <laughs> for sure. I would be open to drafting him, um, depending on who we draft in the in the first round and such. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind him in the second round. What do you have to lose for the second round? If you get a, a decent shooter, I'm with it. All right. Uh, next comment. I know I'm gonna give the floor to Ryan right now because Ryan said he had some things he wanted to talk about from the YouTube commenters. Uh, so Ryan, what you got to say, man? All right. Well, I'm a, I'm going to address two YouTube commenters. One's gonna be safe for the broad pick, though. So oh! okay. Yes. Well, never mind. <laughs> so um the so the um the comment I'm going to answer is from Brian Williford. Um. So he asked, would y'all be okay with the CP3 trade if instead of us getting a pick in the, in the deal, Rose is able to get us Dort in the deal? And here's my question. I mean, here's my answer to it. Um, Dort, I like Dort. You know, he's a good young player. He's good on the defensive end. He was, he was doing a pretty good job on Harden in the playoffs when OKC was going up against the Rockets. Mm-hmm. But my thing is... I'm more concentrating on the Knicks getting shooting. And Dort needs work on his jumper. His jumper's not there yet. Because if you were watching the series against OKC, uh, with OKC and the Rockets, the Rockets were often leaving him open. And yes, he had games where he did, you know, knock in the three. But then he had other games where he was just cold as hell and he was actually hurting OKC on offense. Right. So... I think at the moment, I would rather a shooter. Okay. You know, than, you know, than a guy who's just a defender at the moment. But so you know, if 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 if, the, if he is to be included in the trade with CP3, I'd probably take him on. You know, but again, like I said, like I'm not sure if he's actually a need for the Knicks. I feel you. I mean, it's one of those things where like. If you're not going to get a first-round draft pick in a trade for CP3, which is what I would want instead of giving them one, which I don't think they see it that way because of his talent level, yeah. the next best thing would be to get a young player. They're not going to give up Shy. Kill. They're not going to give up Shy. That's that's Shy Alexander. That's not happening. If they if they included him, no, that's, that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's a whole different story. But uh, that's probably that's not happening. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm with Ryan on this one. I think I'm with Ryan on this one. It'll be you no, know, it'll be no for me, dog. Um, I'd be on the fence about the Kevin Knox man. I'm on the fence about Kevin Knox, like you said, if he's included in a deal for for uh, CP3. And funny enough, you mentioned that. Because I'm also listening to that pod with Nick's Film School and Ian Beckley was on. And they asked, they asked, he asked Beckley, do you believe that the Knicks have a chance to CP3? And he said, yes. And he said, he feels like there's a 40% chance Ooh. that Knicks would get, free, get CP3. Uh, when asked about Van Fleet, Fred Van Fleet. He pretty much said he feels like there's almost no chance. <laughs> and Berman also reported that the Knicks are hesitant on offering Fred Van Fleet the max to get him to New York. Uh, I would hope so. 
<laughs> so that's two reporters who feel like it's a no for me, dog. Yeah. DJ Augustine. Possibly. Might be here. Draft Kara. Just saying. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Now. And it's time. I can't wait for this. <laughs> for one of the favorite parts of the show. Bruh. The bruh picks. There is no Knicks basketball right now, so the bruh picks are usually the worst plays of the week. But as of now, it's just going to be, uh, you know, something stupid that happened. It could be light bras. It could be a commenter that Ryan doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to um, pass this off to Ryan. Take it away, Ryan. Okay, so, um, Nick's listeners, I want you to go to um, episode, I believe episode 130, which, you know, it's titled Chris Paul Rumor, Kira Meets with Nick's, Building New York, The Miami Blueprint Part 2, Free Agents. And when you go to that episode, scroll all the way down, <laughs> and, you, and you're going to see somebody who's supposedly a Raptors fan, and, 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 and... And the and this is the and well he left two comments, these are the comments that he decided to leave on our podcast. Remember, this guy's a Raptors fan. He's not even a Knicks fan. He's a Raptors fan, okay? Which means that he should be happy in life. He shouldn't be this miserable, okay? <laughs> so he left a comment saying, "Van Vliet will definitely not play for you, losers. No matter what bag you throw at him, Freddie a champ." Knicks are a G League team. In fact, I bet Raptors 905 can beat the Knicks in a seven-game series. First and foremost, realistically, no G League team can beat an NBA team. Okay, so already this dude is talking out of his mouth. And number two, we've said repeatedly on numerous occasions, do we think Van Vliet is a possibility? We, we know it's not a possibility, but this is a Knicks podcast. And on a Knicks podcast, we're going to talk about possible free agents. We're a Knicks that show. We think, we're on Dash Radio. Exactly. Show. Exactly. Where we're, going to, we're going to talk about different free agents and, you know, free agents that there's a possibility at who's available. That's what we do. We're, a to- we're, we're basically a talk show. So for him to have the audacity to leave a comment like that on our show is just stupid number one and now he also left one more yeah he said one more comment then he proceeded to say the Knicks fan base is the most delusional out of touch group of individuals I have ever heard in my life what makes you think you will get anyone in free agency or even draft someone that pans out I feel so bad for y'all so again this guy's a Raptors fan people shouldn't he be happy didn't his team win a championship the previous (laughs) season Bruh. Why is he going? Oh, why is he so? Why is he going so hard at at a Knicks podcast? Just because Nick we're show. talking about the possibility, yeah, <laughs> Knicks show. Talking about just because we're talking about possibly signing one of the players from his squad. Clearly, this man is miserable. Clearly, he probably lives in his mom's basement. Oh my god! <laughs> like honestly, what's wrong with this guy? Like, did you see? This is what I can't stand when people just feel like they want to come and just. 
you know, make fun of the Knicks because we're such a target or whatever the case may be. And then on top of that, you you know, you cheer for a good team. Like, why are you so miserable, guy? Get a girl, man. Bruh. What's wrong with you? Get a girl. Do something with your life. I mean, damn. Is your music is your music even good? Oh God. Bruh. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I mean, damn. Yo, chill, chill. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's in your corner. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Go listen to a Raptors okay. show or a Raptors podcast, man. What's wrong with you, man? Bruh. That's our show, guys. All right, guys. <laughs> you, you're right. Right. Right, man. Yo. Listen. YouTubers are going to YouTube, dog. I ain't. Listen. Yeah, I know. YouTube, YouTube, dog. That's what YouTube is. YouTube, have, I know, man. I know. Have YouTube is back. Yeah, it's, it's cool. All right. I know, and you know, this is YouTube, which is why I went so hard on them. It's YouTube, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't even care. I'm like, I already know what it is. This is a Raptors fan and a Brooklyn Nets fan. I already know what the vibe is. I don't even care. Yeah. But Ryan has something to say. He went all full Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> I got nothing to say after that. That's our show. Uh... You can listen to us on the YouTube.com slash the Nick and Time Show. Shout out to Dash Ready for housing us. Hope you still like us after this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, commenters, thanks for your comments. I uh, appreciate the love, man. Um, yo, I'm thinking about doing a Patreon, man. I'm thinking about doing a Patreon because, listen, to be honest with you, I'm paying for a bunch of stuff out of pocket. <laughs> We doing this show for a few years. We want, we're getting on video. I want to expand. I want to. Ha- I want to have a nice team of writers. I want to have edit. I want to have art. I want to be able to give people the chance to grow with us and actually, you know, pay them for you know their services and stuff. So I'm thinking about starting a Patreon to get things started. Let me know what you guys think. Would you, Would you be up for that? What What should we offer? Let us know. All right. But shout out to Dash Radio. Shout out to uh, our writers who write for us who's still rocking with us at the Nick of Time Show.com. You can check Castle Blogs there. Um, also, follow us on the KLT Show on Twitter, Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and you can follow us on Facebook as well. It hasn't been that active. I've been actually taking some classes on the back end and some stuff, trying to get the stuff together on the back end on business wise for Nick of Time Show. But this wrapping up, I'll be back to, to, to the regularly scheduled program. And hopefully, you know, get this nigga time growing even bigger than it was before. And that's our show. You can find me on Instagram as well at JLSDrawstings. And where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That is S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. That's right. We out of here, man. Peace. Peace and love to where you from. But all of us will never come Say I say Bright lights, big city Bright lights, big city Don't do what I'm supposed to do Represent for one of your city crew Say again Bright lights, big city Bright lights, big city New York, New York, big city of dreams I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out New York, New York, big city of dreams NYC